Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are across the globe. Welcome to On the Sofa with yours truly, Esther Austin, in the series, Where Are They Now? Now, as you know, I've been running this series for the past month or so. The Where Are You Now series, it's about acknowledging, it's about honouring, and it's about remembering lots of the we put, say, old school artists who we grew up with, who influenced our lives through their music, through the way they dress and through the way they dance and artists who gave us inspiration for our own lives. So today with me, it's a real honour and a real, real blessing to have Eddie Amu from The Real Thing. Good morning, Eddie. <laughs> well, it's a very, very frustrated Eddie Amu. Speaking to, as you know, uh, not for the reasons you think. <laughs> oh, but you know, I'm one of these sorts of. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm oh. one of these online dinosaurs, you know, <laughs> and I've 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 been struggling to sort of like um, get my Skype going all morning, and oh. uh, I'm getting there bit by bit, but you know. I'm sure the sound of my voice will be enough, Est. It, it will do. And what Eddie's referring to is that we've been trying to connect, I would say maybe for the past two days, actually, but this morning particularly, you know, Skype just wouldn't work, and then my computer crashed and burned, and then I, I sent I, I sent Eddie an email, and it didn't go through, and I just think the pixies are really hard at work. But you know what? This interview, the show will go on, as they say. The show will go on. Well, we shall not be stopped. We, we shall not. We, we we shall not. I'm so grateful for you being able to shop because I know that you are incredibly busy. You've got um quite a few tours on at the moment or coming up. But before we start the interview, Eddie, I'd like to ask, who is Eddie in a nutshell, in a coconut shell, or in a peanut shell? Who is Eddie Amu? You can put me in all them shells if you like. <laughs> <laughs> who is me? Who is Eddie Moo? Well, I'm one of the um, original members of the uh, real thing. And I'm sure you're much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, this kind of I mean, situation has sort of thwarted you a bit. What do you mean? I mean, you want me to tell you about myself? If you had to really coin who you are in a, maybe a, a sentence or so, how would you describe yourself? I'm a guy who's, who's been lucky enough to do what he sort of like loves doing the most and that sort of like make music uh, and perform and I've been doing it since basically I was a kid really and when I say when I was a kid I'm talking about like going back to when I was like 18 mm. and I joined my first group which was a doo-wop group sometimes I call myself Eddie doo because <laughs> of that and everything everything that I am is sort of like basically built up from that you know I mean in this in this time frame, I've raised a family. I've got four beautiful kids. I've got like uh, grandkids. You know, it's just been an amazing ride for me, which I've really enjoyed. You know, and still do enjoy. Brilliant. It's it's interesting because when I watch your videos, you know, you can see that you guys really enjoy your music, and I would say even beyond that, you you guys, it's like a soul thing for you guys. Um, I watched a video of your um, a performance you did last year, your the band did last year, and you still got that enthusiasm for your music, which is really contagious. Um, and I'm sure you're the little one that's always bouncing around like a little mojo, aren't you? <laughs> On stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, <laughs> I, 
my feelings on him, but I never thought of myself as little. <laughs> you never thought of yourself as what? As little. Okay, all right, sorry. That's a fraudulent um, slip. <laughs> now, hang on a minute, let's make sure we're talking about the same video. The three of us in the group, do you know that, yeah? Yes, I know that, yes, yes, yes. Just in case, you know, because like, there's so much crap online. Sometimes things get confused, you know. Yeah, you no. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'd be quite curious to know which bit of footage you watched, actually. And oh. what was it that, uh, we, we, uh, you know, we were doing? Because basically we do so many gigs. Yes. Yeah. It was a gig in Liverpool. Um, um, and it was, was that the Philharmonic Hall? Yes. Yes. And there were the three oh, so of you. Was, it, was that the clip from our DVD? Because um, that's a, the, our latest uh the product on the road okay i i can't remember like. but i remember it was um yeah a gig you guys did last year and it was just so full of energy you were still so full of enthusiasm and what i got from that video was that you guys are still enjoying the journey as you as you said earlier um which Great, is yeah. fantastic that's true yeah yeah that's true and so, Eddie, you know, as, as you've gone on, along this journey, you know, one of the questions I always ask my guests is, you know, with all this sort of adulation and with all this energy and with all this giving and doing something that you love, how do you keep grounded um, amidst it? Or I mean, you, you mentioned that you've got a beautiful family. So have you learned to balance that and to keep grounded um, with all this fame, I should say, that you've, you've um, acquired? I think the most important thing is uh, uh, that's helped me is this. I've never actually been one for sort of like partying to excess. Mm. That's the, that, that is the most important factor mm. of it. And none of us guys in the real thing have ever sort of been into that because um, we all got married pretty young. That, that in itself, if you've got any sense, keeps you grounded. Yes. But the main thing is... I was in another band before I joined The Real Thing, uh, and that was a doo-wop group called The Chants, mm. spelled C-H-A-N-T-S. Now, that group was a doo-wop group, and we were actually sort of like um, discovered by the Beatles kind of thing. Okay. And basically, so basically what happened is, to cut a very, very, uh, to make it as short as possible for you, we met the Beatles, um, at one of the gigs uh, when I was like 18 years of age mm. and basically it was at a, a little Richard concert you know mm. and they were at number one at the time with their Please Please Me but the Beatles a lot of people don't really know this but the Beatles were heavily heavily into that music do you know what I'm saying mm. and by that I mean sort of like R&B do you know what I mean mm. and basically when we, t when we told them hey we've got a doo-wop group they sort of like asked us to come down and audition for them. They were really fascinated by the okay. fact, you know, because they went into the sort of like it, the whole sort of, the Motown thing was just starting one, and it was Little Stevie Wonder then, um, and, and stuff like that. This is going back, you know what I'm saying? When they heard us sing, and none of us played instruments or anything like that, um, they, they just went apeshit, you know, to put it bluntly. And they actually rehearsed four songs with us that day that we auditioned for this and made us come down to the cavern that night and, and, sit and appear in the show. Wow. That was my start. That was my start as show business. That's when I knew this is what I want to do. Mm. You, you can imagine the vibe uh, at that concert, you know. 
And basically, it all started from that point. Now, the chance, after the first sort of like blaze of glory, if you like, didn't mm. actually happen. But we stayed on the road working regularly and well for 13 years. In that 13 years, I've seen a lot, a lot of things happen to other artists, a lot, a lot to other acts. And I thought, and I always said to myself, if I ever get a break, that will never happen to me. So when the real thing began, and basically the real thing took off, all the pitfalls that can come on you when you get the fame, you know, when you get through them glass doors, yeah. and never, none of us allowed it to happen to us, Brilliant. except maybe one of us, which basically we obviously, I won't, you won't have time to go into that now. Yes, but basically, um, we lost one along the way, mm. but the other three of us have remained uh, pretty solid and grounded, you know, and I've adopted to the lifestyle really well. Wow, that's that's really powerful in in its own sense because, like you said, so many artists fall off the, the, the gravy train, so to speak. And it's really interesting because I've interviewed um, a lot of artists as part of this series, you know, um, the Platters, the Manhattans, um, the last remaining man, um, Marshall Thompson from the Shy Lights. And they have a very similar um, story in terms of what kept them grounded. And that in itself says so much about character, strength of character. And this sort of goes on then, therefore, Eddie, to your relationship with the other members of the band, obviously, was quite, and still is quite strong, isn't it? Well, two of us are brothers, myself and Chris and Dave. We all grew up in the same area. We all grew up in the same place. Um, The reason, I think, the chemistry has always been good and it's always worked mm. is because me and Christopher are the, are, are the creative force of the band. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And, the, and the rest of the guys all, always accepted that from day one. Okay. Um, so the, there was never ever too many chiefs. Mm-hmm. What breaks <laughs> bands up and hurts bands is when there's too many chiefs. When everybody wants to do, do it their way. With us, there's always only been one direction within the band. And I think that's the main reason it's sort of like worked for us. Obviously, I'm very, very fortunate in the fact that, like, when um, early on, um, Christopher and myself, that's my brother, we started to sort of, like, write songs together and form the songwriting team. I'd already sort of, like, become a sort of, like, writer musician because of the chance. Christopher grew up watching the chance perform. When he got to a certain age, he wanted to do the same as his big brother, if you like, me. So, basically, when he came into it, I was there to guide him, right? I sort of, like, helped him to form the group, mm-hmm. right? So, this all, all, all builds to a, a, a really uh, solid relationship, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the reasons, I think, that, that the real thing has survived all this time. Plus the fact that we all love what we do. But you can tell that, um, like I said, you know, the, you guys ooze that energy. I mean, I was even just watching Chris as he sings, it's, it, it, you can see that it just comes from his heart. It's just something that is him. Yeah. And then, you know, watching the rest of you guys perform, that, that energy is still there. And, Eddie, I know you've done so many songs. I mean, I was going through your sort of repertoire, and there was some stuff that I didn't even know that you, you, know, you had out there. Out of all the songs that you sang, usually there's one or two that 
um sticks with you for some reason there's one or there's always a track or two that you said you know what that was my best track are you able to share one of those with me or maybe two well our flagship song is children of the ghetto Mm. um (laughs) and it's our flagship song because it's basically all about us yes Uh, it's all about the people that we grew up with been a huge success for us mm. because of the fantastic artists around the world who've covered the song, you know, like Philip Bailey from Earth and Fire, Mary J. Bly, Courtney Pine. It goes on and on. I mean, the list, I can't count the amount of covers yes. we've had on that song. It's really strange, actually. Uh, you know, it, it seems like every other week there's another cover, you know. <laughs> this is yes. a song that's really sort of like, give us credibility if you like. And so you said that song has reflected your life and the, the environment that you all grew up in. Absolutely. And moving on, um, Eddie, I keep going to call you Chris for some reason. It, it, A lot of people funny? do that. Because Chris is a lead Yeah, but I think energetically it's almost like yeah. it, it, for some reason it's in, it's in my head. But moving on, um, Eddie, in terms of where you started off from and in terms of where you are now, what have been some of the pivotal moments of that transitioning? Because, you know, you've already said that you've got an incredible grounding in terms of your, who you are. You've got an incredible grounding in terms of the group itself. And so as you've transitioned over the years, what are some of the key things that you've noticed um, within your own self as you've grown as a group together? Well, uh, are you referring to the way music changed? Yes, yes. Well, I think the biggest, the biggest difference I could actually point my finger to is that it slowly changed the whole music business mm. as I knew it from a sort of like live-based formula where everything mm. was live, where if you went into sort of like lay-down demos, let's say, and you needed like six musicians, well, you have to have six musicians, Right. That slowly became eroded with the advent of all the the, uh, Mm. technology, you know, until gradually the biggest thing I've seen, and it's worked to our advantage, it's worked to our advantage and a lot of artists' advantage, where you didn't need anybody if you had the talent to do that stuff yourself, if you had the knowledge and know-how, you could do it yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, when it comes down to the live performance, a proper live performance, you need the musicians there. All the technology in the world doesn't make up for sort of like that live band. Do you know what I'm saying? But that has been the biggest difference that we've watched in our time as a band. The change in the way music is presented to the public. You've got this thing called playback, and we used it quite a lot, um, where you put everything onto track. And instead of having a band, you work to the track. You, you've most probably seen bands doing that. But the thing about playback, with us, because we could record on our own tracks, of, by this time now, me and Christopher, pretty good musicians ourselves, and we could lay down our own tracks. And what we've done, instead of doing what a lot of artists do and sing over old masters mm-hmm. and stuff like that, we actually created sort of tracks that were specially designed for live performance, right? But that didn't satisfy us, you know? And basically, we made up our mind about 10 years ago this is not what we want. This is not proper performance. We're going to bring, bring a band. We're going to sort of like turn ourselves into a live act totally and build up a band, and we've done that, you know. And that itself has created a lot of success for us. 
because basically we've had a, a band on the road now. We're carrying a band which we've carried for the past mm. 10 years with hardly any changes at all. You know, it's been hard work, but we've done it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, to my mind, nothing beats that sort of like live performance with musicians. I'm not knocking bands who do play back, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing beats live performance. You need that energy. It gives you that energy that you need to, to, to bring to the people, you know? What's really interesting, you know, like you said, a lot of bands are doing things with technology, but, you know, oftentimes when they get on stage, they, they don't have that power. They don't have that um, energy to really give a great performance because everything's been done um, through technology and in a studio. And that's one thing that I do can say about the real thing. You do, you guys do have a very strong stage presence and essence and, and, and Eddie, you know, I mean, the, the title of this series is Where Are, are You Now? So what, what are you doing now? I mean, you're still on the road. You've got lots of gigs coming up. Um, how do you maintain um, the momentum and the energy around doing all these live performances? Well, the first thing to remember is this. If you do a great show, right, and providing, of course, you've pulled in the bums on seats, which is really the most important thing, they're immediately going to want your back at some point, right? And this builds, and once you start doing that, and once you get into that, once the word goes round, your reputation grows, people want you back, new gigs come in because of what they've heard, right? Like the festivals in particular, you know what I'm saying? We're a pretty big festival band now as well. And this can spread all worldwide. And this, it sort of like feeds on itself. Do you understand what I'm saying? It feeds on itself. So, We've really mm-hmm. capitalized on the one thing that nothing can, nobody can take away from us. To get records heard or to sell records, you've got to have the media. You've got to, you've got to have the record companies, even online stuff. At the end of the day, it's all down to the way record companies want to back you, right? And what I think happens with a lot of bands, when that's taken away from them, they don't know where to go and it's the end. But with us, the one thing that nobody can take away from us is our show, right? Nobody can take away from us our show and our reputation. And we always felt so long as we continue to develop that, not to let it get scale, not to let it get old, always to keep the magic of our hits, which is very important. A lot of bands have made the mistake of thinking, oh, I'm fed up with doing it like this. And they change it. They change the song to try and get some more into it for, for themselves. We've always kept our hits. We've made changes to them, but they're very, very subtle changes. You know, the magic is still on top. How does the real thing keep the magic? It's not difficult. What you do is like you improve what's going on in the background on the tracks. To give you an example, would you, you to me are everything, for instance, right? We would never change the do 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 do. We'd never change that because that's a riff that hooks everybody in, right? We'd never ever change, although we did do so when we were a little bit more, shall we say, not less knowledgeable about how things work. We would never change that feel. Boom, 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 boom. You know that beat, that hypnotic, very simple bass drum beat. That stays, but there's a lot of other things that you can do right uh-huh. in the middle 
right, that people won't even be aware of, but which drive the song. If you're listening to it live on stage, it really drives it, some of the stuff that we do within the number, right? But the, the stuff that people recognize and really get off on, like the strings, for instance, they're always there. Do you know what I mean? And so basically, that, that's how we've done it, you know. We work out ways to make the numbers enjoyable for, for ourselves, but without losing the magic of them. In winding down, Eddie, what gigs have you got coming up? And also, how long do you see yourself doing this? Well, the answer to that is, is our health, isn't it? That's number one. I don't think we'll ever lose enthusiasm, but, like, who knows? We don't know what's around the corner. At the moment, we're going well. Do you know what I mean? We'll do it so long as we can do it, you know what I mean? So long as we can get into a, a car and drive six hours to a gig and then do the show and drive home, we'll do it. Do you know what I'm saying? And can you give me a little rendition of something? Um, you know, sing something. What about... Can you feel the force? <laughs> I can indeed. <laughs> oh, Eddie, thank you so much for your time. You know, we did it. We, we did it. I mean, we've, we had a few challenges in, in trying to get this to happen. Well, look, Esther, I'll tell you what I'll do. When I get this thing so, so sorted out, right, when I get my Skype sorted out, which I will, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a ring. I th- in fact, I think I know what it was. I think I just typed, type, there's like a little thing on the page saying, you know, B-E-T-A. Beaker for online. I tapped that and your contact then came up. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I think it had something to do with that. When I've got a bit more time, because we're really up against it at the moment, I'll tell you that state, like we're off to Bournemouth tomorrow, then we're off to West Bromwich, then Saturday night is, is like a really big one for us because it's home, Liverpool. But it, goes, it just goes on and on with our gig profile. It's pretty big. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Fantastic. When I get a bit of time, if you want, I'll give you a call and you can do it via Skype. I don't mind. I don't mind because you asked you ask me interesting questions and not the bullshit I have to put up with all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've interviewed so many artists, um, Eddie, and I get the same thing. I interviewed the mighty Gabby in Barbados last year, and he goes, you know, we get tired of the same nonsense all the time. He goes, you bring something different. I've interviewed Sister Sledge, yeah. Nar Rogers, and I get well, the same it thing. It sounds as if you're really interested in interviewing. It's not like as if you're doing it because... Some idiot <laughs> up upstairs and the radios have told you, told you to do no, it. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? do my own thing. And the thing is, I always say to people, everybody knows that, you know, what tracks you've got out there. I want to know the processes. I want to know the artists behind the artists. Hopefully, when I'm back in London, I can come up and meet you. <laughs> be great, yeah. Be great. Because, I mean, for instance, when we, when we do somewhere like the Jazz Cafe, it will be great. And we're doing it next year. Some, yeah. Okay, well, keep me posted, Eddie. All yeah. right, love. Thank you so, so much. I will do um, so. And all the best for your gigs. Um, and thank you for your perseverance. And thank you for your openness and honesty. Thank you. No problem. All right, take no care problem. of yourself and say hello to the rest of the band. You take thank care. Thank you. All right, bye. See ya.